welcome to this edition of Spotlight with Sandhya. Our guest today is currently trending as his latest film has just been released. He's played the role of the father in the biopic of the human computer Shakuntala Devi. The world got to know him when he entered Hindi films a few years ago. But he's been a vocal presence in the media and entertainment industry here in Bangalore for several years now. He's also the winner of the Karnataka Nataka Academy Award. It's my pleasure to welcome my friend Prakash Balavidi, whom I have known since we were teenagers, I think. Hi Prakash, and welcome to the show. Hi, yeah. Hi Sandhya, I'm happy to be here. Before I move on to talk about your other successes in your various careers, I would like to talk about failures that you've experienced because I feel, especially in these times, it's very easy to just gloss over the stumbling blocks that you would have experienced and then just make much about the person's celebrity and, you know, uh, the fame and the money and the prestige that everybody enjoys. Prakash, you started your own newspaper and that failed. You also contested elections for the municipal council and you lost. So what made you pick yourself up and continue? And you've gone on to do several more things. But how did you do that? Because any failure is daunting. And I think it'd be very useful and interesting to know how you cope with the challenges that you have. One of the biggest consolations I offer myself is that whenever you want to do something that you're interested in, it becomes very difficult. If you do something that somebody wants you to do, it's easier to live. You know, you can get salaries and promotions and security. But if you want to do whatever you want to do, then it becomes very difficult. You know, the group that I have, Center for Film and Drama, for instance, we started on in 2004 at uh, Miller's Road, trying to launch a film school. And that, that's where we did the newspaper also, the, the film school. It never really took off. I mean, I ran it for many years, but it was a big struggle. Many good, uh, successful directors came out of that, but I never could make this school. Eventually, I, mean, I was invited to join a much larger organization and start a school there, but I worked there for 10 years, but it was so difficult to work with all those people. And maybe they found it very difficult to work with me, I mean, to be fair. So the thing is, one of the reasons I've never held jobs for longer than one year or two years, you know, the two years is the longest I've been in a job. And that too, because of the Indian Express, you know, when I joined, it was a very great paper, you know, and we were colleagues in some ways at that time, although you were in another publication. So the thing is, I've never been able to hold a job because I keep losing jobs, because I get into trouble with the management or I get into trouble with my boss. And uh, that is why it has always been a struggle. I mean, you could also say it, it is a big struggle because you probably don't, I don't have, you know, everything it takes to be successful maybe. But now I'm counted as a success only because I'm making money when I'm acting. You know, that's, that's the only thing. So I realize what people mean by success is actually just money, really. But, you know, I always had some amount of recognition. I had fooled myself saying, you know, fame is also success. 
but apparently not. Not even my mother bought it. You know, like you have to be like you have to make money. Be very successful. Console myself with this idea that you know I have been an independent person. You know, I couldn't continue in politics not because of a great failure. That municipal elections, I did quite well. You know, for municipal polls, I got some. 800 or 900 votes the winning thing was only around 4000 vote or something you know so it wasn't too bad you know because i spent only 51000 rupees to do that i i went and visited every place and didn't look as difficult as it seemed from the outside and i got offers from let us say leading political parties to actually be their candidate the next time and all that but i didn't do it because i realized the great trap of politics for a person like me and that trap is this sandhya in politics it is expected that you will be loyal to the party or you'll be loyal to a leader but i can only be loyal to a principle and that is a very difficult thing you know so for people like me i think we must do politics in the way we always have done through our artistic work so i'm happy doing that you excel in negative roles and i always marvel how you get deep into the skin or under the skin you get deep into the role and you portray the nuances of the character i think sometimes you go beyond what the writer has written or what the director wants out of you what is it that help you do this my nephew my eldest sister's son who is a very good artist musician and painter and sculptor himself you know he always says you know that i must introspect on why i get to do as he said as why do you think they call you to do as a role so i want you to introspect <laughs> he said yes you've been very kind to me as an actor whenever rarely i've acted in the past i became a professional actor only after i crossed 50 years of age earlier i used to do a role only some actor didn't turn up because i learned lines quite quickly and you know to the distress of all directors i paraphrased because i just learned the lines but anyway so i have never acted before i've always been a director and i've been a trainer theater trainer i've not been an actor but when i acted in uh, girish karnad's film kanur hegdati that's the one it was girish karnad who actually gave me a break because i had fought with uh, you know mr akbar i was working in asian age at that time i sulked and i came off to bangalore and i quit from here and he wrote me a note saying prakash it's a good thing you quit before you are you are asked to leave he said i came here and i didn't have a job and of course in my mother's house my parents house they didn't look upon me kindly you know they uh, they thought i'd become even more useless than before because i didn't have a job <laughs> i forced to do something i was told that uh, arjun sajnani was looking for somebody to play raybea in girish kannad's the fire in the rain then i went and did a reading and arjun was completely distressed with my english pronunciation he said why do you speak english that i said you know i'm a kannadiga that's how i speak english I felt humiliated, and I said I'll quit. But it was just five days to the show. I think he was helpless, and he just let me act anyway. And suddenly, because now I was going to act, I kind of worked some way to fix it for myself, and I got a lot of praise for the way I played that role. You know, I mean, everybody kind of liked me. And then, you know, I also got Girish Karnad saw the play. 
And Girish Karnad came out and said, you were very good. You got the role absolutely right. And that's what they cast me in that film. And, you know, many people thought I was quite good in that. You particularly, I saw, I mean, I remember a review where you praised me a lot, you know. It just made me feel so happy. But I wasn't still pursuing acting. I acted in a small role in another film. He called me again to do a web series. It was Tejasvi's Chidambara Rahasya. I did as a web series. Even there, he gave me a good role, you know. So Girish actually always has been like thinking that I'm a good actor. This career shift happened because one admirer of a TV serial I used to do called Garva. He was a big fan of that, apparently. So when he graduated from Manipal, he came to Bangalore, he was working in a TV channel. He would come and talk to me sometimes to do interviews about movies. And sometimes he'd just come to do young people's angst. You know how young people are, that they're not satisfied. They don't know what to do with their lives and all that. And then, you know, I gave him really like dangerous advice and he took it, his job, and he moved to Bombay. I told him two things, that in the arts, you should work for a guru. You cannot work like passing exams. It doesn't work like that. You know, a certificate of merit in the arts doesn't matter. If you're a carpenter, people will say, show me your work. You can just show. If you're an actor, you do an audition. You know, no amount of certification is going to help you. I told him that. And the second thing I said was that you, he shouldn't like IT people, young people. You shouldn't keep quitting jobs just because you're getting better salaries. You shouldn't build a career like that should learn something. Even if you get a better offer, work for a person you admire, you take your time to pick the person you admire. You try for a couple of weeks and then you decide. But once you go there, you work with him for five years, I said. Then you work with Shujit Sarkar, you know, uh, in Rising Sun Films for five years. After two years, he began to send me Facebook messages of TV ads that he had been associated with. He began to offer me roles in TV commercials. I said, I don't do TV commercials. I don't know what, I, what product I'm endorsing. I'm not going to do it, I said. Then, you know, he said, okay, there is this role in a movie. And I'll send you the scenes and I'll send you the character description. Uh, you do the shooting yourself because you can shoot. I read it and I instantly realized this was completely different from anything I'd seen in Hindi movies. And then I shot those uh, uh, scenes, couple of scenes for audition at Suchitra. And that's how I acted in Madras Cafe. Even then I, I told them, you know, I'm, I, how much do you, should you be paid there? I said, it's okay, I'm an amateur actor. You don't need to pay me, I told them. Nevertheless, they gave me some little money. And then I did one more and then one more. I, mean, I came to airlift. The director, Raja Krishna Menon said, uh, you know, are you crazy? You should have a, have a manager or an agent in Bombay, he said. I said, I don't want an agent. I don't want anyone to find roles for me. I want people to call me. Only if I have a script I like, I'll then ask a manager to talk money and all that and dates. But I, I don't want an agent. The same boy who got me the role, Arjun Chakradar, who was Shujit Sarkar's fourth assistant in Madras Cafe. He's now, he and uh, Nisleen Aziz, they run a firm called Fictionary in Mumbai. They actually manage me. And they, they are completely Mumbai type, you know, they just like argue fiercely and get me very good deals. And suddenly my life changed. 200 days a year, I have to be shooting now. Wonderful. Uh, you also acted in Tamil, Malayalam and Telugu films. I mean, in all these films, you've acted with legendary actors like Amitabh Bachchan, Nazaruddin Shah, Mithun Chakravarti, Kamala Hassan. And then of course, the uh, next generation, Akshay Kumar, John Abraham. Farhan Akhtar, 
Aishman Kurana, and not to forget our very own Shivaraj Kumar. How was it to share the set and share the screen at times with these actors? Actors can be very surprising, you know, and some great people can be very surprising. For instance, Mr. Bachchan has a fantastic sense of humor. It can be intimidating because he's so good as an actor. When he's in a role, even when he's not shooting, he stays in character. And you know, it becomes very funny sometimes because what he says he does in character sometimes and it's very funny. But he's a great conversationalist. I mean, you, you, everyone can see that even otherwise. He can share great stories. When I did teen with him, for instance, he told me stories about his, uh, you know, young days in uh, Kolkata, how he used to be part of the little theatre movement there. And, you know, Farooq Sheikh, for instance, when I was acting in uh, Yangistan with him, he died a, a couple of days after we had the last, you know, bit of shooting together. You know, he's an extremely well-spoken, extremely idealistic person, you know, Farooq Sheikh. I, I don't think I've met a nicer human being, you know, who's such a great guy. Or you can meet, you know, people like John Abraham, the first time I met him, so generous with their praise, so well, making such an effort to have, keep you involved, or save Irfan Khan, who actually gave his lines to me in Talwar. And because you mentioned Shivraj Kumar, I'll tell you, you know, Shivraj Kumar is He's really like an astonishing person <laughs> on set. You know how he works? He becomes so involved in a film that when he's acting, after he finishes the scene, some other thing is happening. But he, if he's on set, he will go and organize the juniors. He'll make them stand somewhere. He will tell them how, how to be doing what they're doing. As though he's an assistant director, he'll feel like that, you know? I think it comes with the family. I work with, you know, Appu and I work with, uh, you know, uh, Shivraj Kumar, sir, and they are uh, they're terrific, generous people, you know, very easy, very welcoming, extremely respectful to everybody. Okay, so I remember your debut film, that which you wrote and directed, Stumble, having been a filmmaker yourself. Have you felt while you were acting in any of the films that you have? I think it's almost close to 40 films now, Prakash. If, uh, you know, oh, Wikipedia close is... To 16. 16. Close to 16. Okay. Wow. That's quite a leap for a reluctant actor, I must say. Anyway, any of the films that you have acted in, have you ever felt the itch to direct? You know, did you feel, oh, I really wish I had this film to direct? And second question, would you ever direct a film again? I intend to direct a film every year from now on, okay? So if COVID hadn't happened, I would have been in Seattle shooting a film now that I've written. I've co-written, I must say, because it's a, it's a story uh, written by uh, Shri Ramayar, but I have adapted that into, into a film. So I would have done that, okay? So that's answered easily. But the first question I love to answer with a little bit of mujugara. Uh, uh, no, no, some, some embarrassment. See, you know, I acted in a play in uh, Australia in 2019 called Counting and Cracking. I had one of the key roles in that. And uh, I won the Helpman Award, which is a very, it's like the Tony Award in Australia, you know, for uh, acting. And I won Australia's Best Actor Male. 
Helpman Award I won, okay, for that role. You should look it up. It's called Counting and Cracking. It's a very great play. We intend to do a world tour and bring it to India at some point in time. Let's see. So in that play, you know, the director and the author were together. The author was co-directing the play in a way, okay? So I would just drive them crazy with making suggestions on changing the line in the script, changing moves. I would tell the director, why don't you block it like this? You know, talking about a very big Australian director. He's, he's the creative head of Belvoir Street Theatre in Sydney, a very big company. I mean, that play won eight awards. So he's, he's a very big director, okay? And, you know, I would... Eamon Flack, you know, and Shakti Dharan, who wrote the play, was a Sri Lankan uh, writer. I would tell them you know, to change things. I told Rajkumar Hirani to change a line, okay? So, you know, he, wow. took it so, <laughs> he took it so seriously, he called the writer, made him sit in front of me to discuss it and all that, okay? I mean, that is Mumbai. They're very, very serious people, okay? So, Anyway, the thing is, I do this all the time. Some directors and co-actors take it well. Some don't take it well. I did a web series. I won't mention the name of the actor. I told him something and he said, you know, you know, sir, I will do whatever the <laughs> I like. He said to me. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought, okay, yeah, I'll pipe down. I won't do this anymore, I thought. In the many plays that you have directed, I see that there is an underlying theme of um, ethical and moral dilemmas that they address, the plays address, the ones that you choose to direct. Say, for example, Copenhagen, right? So what attracts you to these kind of subjects? You know, my interest is conflict. My idea of conflict is this. It is true that when you're given a choice between right and wrong, the right is very clear. If, if, I, say, if I say, for instance, that you should not steal money. I think 99.99% of the people on earth will agree with you, except the person who steals. Conflicts are important when time is there because if you have time forever, you can resolve every problem maybe, or you can fool yourself to thinking you'll resolve. But when you're running out of time, how do you resolve a problem? You take risks that you would never take before. That is why storytelling, stories crafted in time, narratives of time, like a play or a movie, are so attractive to me. Um, let's talk about your activism. You, know, you mentioned the Suchitra Film Society that you're very much part of, and uh, you are also one of the founders of the Bangalore International Short Film Festival, correct? Uh, you're also an activist in terms of uh, you know, the civic issues. You were part of the Steel flyover beta, the campaign against so the you. flyover. So are you. So are you. You must have been <laughs> a part of. We, we, we are talking about you now, okay? <laughs> and you're also a part of BPAC, a Bangalore Political uh, Action Committee. What drives you to be involved in all these issues? This is what patriotism is. It starts from home. You like home. You like your community. You like your neighbors. You like your friends. Hopefully, everything. And hopefully. You like all these people. <laughs> and this, these are concentric circles. They grow bigger and bigger till, till it envelops your city, your state, and your nation. You know, but this is what I mean. If you are that, 
you can't solve a problem of your place wherever you identify yourself as. I don't believe in this autonomous self, you know. When I say me, it is just me in the cosmos. I don't agree with that. When I say me, I say I'm me in some community. Now that brings me to this question. How do you stay rooted as a human being, you know, with all the growing popularity, with all the people running to take selfies with you, but you still remain the same person, you know, I mean, uh, we've known each other for far too many years. And whenever I ask you for something, you're there and you're the same with so many friends. How do you do that? How do you, you know, not allow all the same to get your head? I'm sure it's very difficult to stay rooted. How do you manage to do it? You know, because Sandhya have remorse. It is easy to say that you've become successful, that you have many achievements and many awards, you know, but it comes at, at some cost. And it's not, the cost is not just to you. It's like people around you, people who love you, as did many other actors in that film. I've given a lot of pain to my family, to my wife, for sure. I, you know, if Chandrika didn't have a steady job, I don't think I could have taken the risks that I took in my life just up and leave whenever I thought I had a, I, would, I didn't agree with the management, for instance. And sometimes, you know, you, you would have done a lot of wrong decisions. I would have hurt a lot of people because I'm short-tempered, as you know, and I'll make decisions impulsively sometimes that, that, can, that can hurt people a lot, that can damage them too in some ways. So I have remorse. And every time somebody asks me to do something, I try and do it if I can, simply because I remember how it was for me to ask and how it felt when somebody did help. So that's why I think, you know, the thing is to be the, you know, this thing not to get too carried away by praise and not to feel too depressed by criticism, sthita pragna, you know, I think it's important to have. All right. I know you started shooting again, right? I know you were at a shoot uh, even yesterday. Uh, how was it to get back to work and start shooting again in this COVID era? Yeah, well, this is the second time I have gone out to shoot. I've gone out to dub uh, a few more times than that. It is very risky. And it's a little bit frightening because, you know, because I have um, my daughters are visiting me. And my wife is there and uh, I've, I'm socially continue to be active, meeting people. So it makes me a little bit jittery and nervous, you know. So in fact, I've been sitting with, a, I'm sitting at home with a mask, you know, so that uh, I don't, nobody comes near me or talks to me. And I'm sitting in a corner to do this recording. So I don't <laughs> get to interact with anybody. You know, Prakash, for me, it's a sense of satisfaction to see you've been a struggling artist in many ways. I always imagine you as Don Quixote, you know, you're always tilting at windmills. And from there to now, you're so connected with everything. And I, I also feel that this has been a little late in coming, this success, but I'm so happy that it's happened to you. It couldn't have happened to a better person or a more fun person. I'm so glad that you are still are in many ways, the naughty person that you were, and rightly so, your family's put you in the corner today, I think. Do you agree that you, <laughs> do you agree you haven't lost your uh, sense of uh, mischief yet? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We should meet so to discuss that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. On uh, yeah. that note, 
I thank uh, Prakash Balavidi, the actor of the moment, uh, for agreeing to be on the show. Thank you, thank viewers, you. for watching. And uh, please don't subscribe to the Rangeley Media channel on YouTube. And you can also hear this interview as a podcast on Spotify. Until I'm back again with another interesting guest. Take care. Bye-bye.